0: Taking you to go to the book of Titus, Titus chapter number three. And first and foremost tonight I just want to thank the Lord for the good week he's given us. Thank you for all that he's done and allowing us to be here. And I also want to say thank you to Brother David and the church for allowing us to come and be with you. Preacher, we don't take it for granted that you let us stand behind your pulpit, but we thank you and count it an honor and privilege to be here. We thank you for your generosity hospitality that you showed us. I think I've gained about 30 pounds this week, but it's been good. We've ate good. We've had a good time with fellowship, and we just enjoyed the time of the Lord. We thank you for being so good to us. This is one of those places that we love to come back to, and we love to get to be with you, we thank you for that and being a good host. It's been a blessing, and we just hope that we've been a blessing to you. We praise the Lord for it. And tonight... I know you've been in revival all week, and we've all been here, and I've preached the last few nights, and I'll make a deal with you, if you'll listen fast, I'll preach fast. All right? I know you probably hear the preacher say that all the time, but I'm serious tonight. I don't want to be long, but I want to be brief, and just give you what the Lord's got on our heart tonight, and pray that it'll be a blessing to Titus, chapter number three tonight find in Titus chapter number 3. And it says in verse number 1, Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that the kindness and love of our God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Let's pray, Lord. Thank you for this today. Father, we come once again to you tonight to bow down humbly before you give the praise and the honor that is due unto Your name. And we worship You, Lord. We long to worship You in spirit and in truth. God, the songwriter, said, All is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. Lord, just send your word, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So, Lord, be lifted up tonight, God. Be magnified, God. Get the praise, get the glory, Lord. Don't let us leave here saying what a song or what a sermon, but God, let us leave saying what a Savior and what a God that we have with a newfound love for you. Father, take us deeper than we've ever been. Lord, take us farther than we could ever go on our own. God, we need you tonight. Lord, we're longing for you. We're thirsty for you. We need your help tonight. God, would you do what no man can do? Do something that no man can take credit for. Something so supernatural. Something so marvelous. God, would you save a sinner tonight? God, would you draw us closer to you? And we will glorify you and praise you and and honor you for all that you do and for what you're going to do in this place. And Lord, whatever Jesus is praying on our behalf now, God, I pray, let it be done. Lord, grant it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, "Amen." And "Amen." We find ourselves. We've been in First Timothy, chapter one, and verse. And chapter. And chapter one, we found ourselves in First Timothy, chapter four, and Second Timothy, chapter number two. But tonight, we find ourselves in Titus, chapter number three, and just as Paul has been writing to Timothy about things that believers need to do and that believers need to be. We are saved and born-again Christians. We have some things that we are to do for the cause of Jesus Christ. And he's writing these some of these very similar things to Titus. Titus, we understand, is this man who is pastoring in the place called Crete. And Paul is now writing to him. And we find ourselves in Titus chapter number 3, and we read verse number one. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to a- obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. So we find Paul here, just in introduction, very shortly, we find that he is telling Titus that we need to have a responsibility. We have got some things that we need to do. And he says, put them in mind. He's saying, think on these things and do these things. Um, Act upon these things. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers. We are to humble ourselves uh, uh, under the ones who have the rule over us. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. He's saying, Titus, there is some work that you need to do, but it's not just works of the flesh, and it's not a worldly work, but it is a good work. It is a work that is for the cause of Jesus Christ. It is a godly work. That we are to do. You see, tonight, if you are saved and washed in the blood of Jesus, then you have got a job to do. We've all got a calling from God. Yes, all of us have a different calling, but yet we all still have a calling. We have a task to fulfill for God. We're not just to sit idly by and do nothing, but we've got something, whatever it is, you are supposed to know what it is. We have got something to do for God. We have some responsibility. Verse number two: to speak evil of no man. That's something that we're all to do. Speak evil of no man. Don't talk bad about somebody. We're all all, all of us being Baptists. We are real bad about gossiping and talking bad about everybody and anybody that is different than us or anybody that does this. We'll talk about everybody, but it says to speak evil of no man child of God, it is not our place to put people down. It is not our place to spread gossip. It is not our place to speak evil of any man. For if Jesus Christ, the holy God of heaven, does not speak, of a, speak evil of a man, how are we to speak evil of a man? Speak evil of no man. There's a responsibility. To be no brawlers. How many of us we start fights? not just physical fights, but we start those that warfare in the church and we want to fight between ourselves over things that don't even matter. They don't matter at Hill of beans. We want to fight over the carpet, fight over the toilet paper, fight over anything that we can find. But it says to be no brawlers. child of God, don't start fights. God said not to Be keepers of no man, Be no brawlers, but gentle. That's something that we could all learn to be is gentle. But gentle. Showing all meekness unto all men. Showing all kindness to all men. What if we were kind to everybody? Notice it doesn't just say be kind to yourself and be kind to your family. But it says show meekness unto all men, no matter their race. No matter their color, no matter where they're from, no matter what they've done, we are to show meekness and show kindness and show the love of Christ to whoever it is that we come in contact with. Child of God, we've got some responsibility. Speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle. Showing all meekness unto all men. We've got a job to do, child of God. There's a responsibility. But not only did he say that there's a responsibility, but then in verse 3, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' likes and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Not only is there a responsibility that we see, but we also see there's a recallability. That's simply being put, there's something that we... All need to remember. If we're going to fulfill the responsibility that God has spoken to us to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men, then we're all going to have to realize we're all going to have to get off our high horse if we are going to stop some of the things that we are doing that we shouldn't be doing, then we are going to have to humble ourselves. Because you know what's more humbling than anything? Remember where you used to be. Does anybody remember where you used to be before Jesus found you? Before He changed your life, what were you? The Bible says we were foolish. We weren't always where we are now. And how can we judge other people that aren't where we are when we were once in the same condition? We were once in the same place, but for the grace of God. Tonight, it would be us that was out there on drugs. It would be us on alcohol, and that couldn't—that was addicting and can't get, can't get off of it. We would be out there if it was not for the grace of God. Because we were sometimes foolish. We were disobedient. We didn't want anything to do with God. We wouldn't listen to the ways of God. We were deceived. We were following after worldly lust and worldly pleasures and Satan and all of these things. We were foolish and disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, living in wickedness and jealousy. We were hateful and hating one another. Another. we were once in the place that others are in now but it would do us all some good if we would take a look at where we used to be without God remember where you were in this time that we recall the state that we were in before there's responsibility there's recallability but in verse 4 but after that <laughs> the kindness and love of God are savior toward men of you, <laughs> not by works of righteousness, which we have done. There it is. There's some more humbling. Hey, it's nothing we've done. Nothing we could gain, nothing that we could get on our own, but for the grace of God. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Tonight there's a responsibility, there's recallability, but there is reasonability. That simply means is we would still be in the same state we were in unless somebody else stepped in and did what we could not do. And you see, there was a man that stepped in to do what we couldn't do, and he came and he died, and he lived on this earth, and he shed his blood so that we could have life. You see, it's not by our works that we're saved, but it's by the work, the work that was done on the cross of Calvary when Jesus Christ It is finished. And you see, we don't have to work for our salvation, but it's freely given by the mercy and grace of God tonight and for that goodness for that kindness, for that mercy, and for that grace. Is there not good reason tonight that we might show others the same kindness and the same forgiveness and the same love that God has given to us? There's reasonability. We have a reason to do these things because God was willing to do them for us. And now he's telling us to do it for somebody else. He loved us. Now we're to love others. He showed us grace and mercy. Now we're to show someone else grace and mercy. Aren't you thankful for what Jesus did for you? Well, if you are, do it for somebody else. Responsibility, recallability, reasonability. We've got a reason to do His will, church. But tonight we get down to verse number 8 and it says, once again we find ourselves at this faithful sayings. And this is the final faithful saying of Paul in Titus 3.8. This is faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. We've dealt with the thought of Faithful things for the Christian life in contrary times. We dealt with the thought of faithful things for the Christian life in carnal times. We have dealt with the thought of faithful things for the Christian life in crushing times. And tonight I want us to look just briefly at the thought of faithful things for the Christian life in compromising times. Faithful things for the Christian life compromising times. You see, in these times of compromise, there's three things that we need to be tonight. We look at verse number 8. This is a faithful saying. It's true, it's certain, it's steadfast. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto Tonight, I believe Paul is telling Titus that in these times of compromise, and this is a faithful statement number one, we need to be conscious. We need to be conscious. He says, I will that thou affirm constantly to maintain good works. Not just to maintain works, not to maintain evil works, but to maintain good Good works. I will that they affirm constantly. He's saying you need to confirm some things. You need to confront some things. He's saying that there are some things that we in our mind need to settle. He's saying we need to work, but we don't just need to do any work. We need to perform and maintain good works. Child of God, it's time that we have some awareness about us again. you that we realize what we're doing. What are you doing tonight, child of God? What kind of work are you doing? Is the kind of work that you are doing for the glory of God, is it to bring Him honor and to bring Him praise and to worship Him with everything that you do? Are you conscious of what you are doing? Are you aware of it? Are you awake? Or are rather... Are we sleeping and we don't even realize what's going on around us? Are you conscious? Are you affirming constantly that we need to maintain good works for these things are profitable unto me? Child of God, it's important that we be conscious of these things. It is important that we do the will of God, that we maintain. Works, be aware, be awake. What are you doing, church? Be conscious. Not only be conscious, but verse nine, but avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinned, being condemned of himself. Not only do we need to be conscious, church, but we need to be cautious. He says, but avoid foolish questions. Church, avoid foolish questions. Don't listen to this foolishness and this worldliness and this carnality and the wickedness that people want to put into your mind and your brain. Avoid it. Run from it. Flee from it. Get away from it. Have no part of it. Flee the very appearance of evil. Avoid foolish questions and genealogy. All these ideas of the world that have nothing to do with God. Don't take part in them. Don't listen to them. Don't heed to them. Avoid foolish questions and genealogy. And contention. Avoid the strivings about the law. Don't have anything to do with the worldliness that's going on around you. For they are unprofitable and vain. Foolish questions. Vanity. Genealogy. Vanity. Contention. Vanity strivings about the law. Vanity. They have no use for the child of God. There's no reason for us to be involved in them. There's no reason for us to take part in them. There's no reason for us to do anything with the things that verse 9 just mentioned because he said to avoid it. Because the child of God, be careful. Because there's a lot of this going around in our day. Full of questions genealogies, contention, strivings about the law. But the Bible says that they're unprofitable in vain. They are useless. They are pointless. They do no good. Verse 10, a man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition reject. He's saying be cautious of the things that are going around, but he's saying be cautious of some people. Child of God, who is it that you are surrounding yourself with? What kind of people are you fellowshipping with and communicating with? What kind of people are you being influenced by? What kind of people is it that you are listening to and letting teach you? Is it heretics? The Bible says reject them don't have anything to do with the child of God. It is very important and vital in the day that we are living that we avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, but there are also some people and some teachers that we need to reject. You see, not everybody that claims God is preaching the gospel and telling the truth of the Word of God, and he says to reject them, turn them away, has nothing to do with them. Be cautious, son God, God. Knowing that he, that he that is such a subverted and of being can deal with Himself. Be careful who you're around. Be careful what you're doing. Be cautious. Be cautious. But my wife's going to come to the table. Number three tonight, verse 12, I said I'm going to be fast tonight. Verse 12, When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Titus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopoli, Nicopolis, For I have determined there to winter bring Venus, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey diligently that nothing be wanting unto them and let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. All that are with me salute thee. Greet them that love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. Not only be conscious, child, of God's faithful saying be conscious, to be cautious. But look at verse 12. Be diligent. Come unto me. Verse 13 brings Jesus the lawyer and Apollos the on their journey diligently. That nothing be wanting unto them. And let ours also learn to maintain good faith Necessary uses that they be not untruthful. Not only do we need to be conscious and be cautious tonight, but, child of God, we need to be consistent. We need to be diligent. We need to maintain some things. We need to be faithful to certain things. Are you diligent? Are you consistent or are... Or are you doing some of the things that it said not do? Are you hanging around and uh, being influenced by some of these false people that it says not to be around? Are you maintaining good works or are you just maintaining works? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And if you're doing something for God. Are you consistent in doing it? Are you consistent in your prayer life? God, God, I know that we fail, that we slip sometimes, but we are to do everything we can in the power of God Himself to be faithful to Him. Are you consistent? Someone once said that if we treat church as optional, our children and those that follow us the ones that come after us will treat church and the things of God as unnecessary. See, if we don't make up in our heart and our mind that we're going to serve God till we die, then our children see unfaithfulness. You see, one of the biggest problems in our day is not that we don't have any Christians, but that most Christians are inconsistent. Are you consistent praying? Are you consistent reading the Word of God? Are you consistent in telling others about the Gospel? Are you consistent living this holy, consecrated life in front of your children and your family and your loved ones? Do you try to be at the house of God every time the doors are open? Or is there an inconsistency? There's there sometimes, but other times it's okay to just let it slide by where you don't show up. Child of God, we are living in this day of inconsistency, this day of compromise when people don't want to serve faithfully. They don't want to give diligently. They don't want to be there every time the doors are open. And that is why the church is suffering. And the church is losing. Because we are not maintaining these good works. We are not being diligent. We are not being consistent for God. See, our greatest example is Christ Jesus. And He was obedient even to the death of the cross. He did the will of God no matter what it cost him. Tozer said it is time for us to rise up. Get out of the rutting routine and begin to take our Christian faith seriously. Time that we just stop focusing on just the man-made traditions and the things of this world, and that we get serious about praying, we get serious about reading, we get serious about everything that we can do for the glory of God, we do it, and we maintain the good works. We are diligent, and we keep on, even when we're weary, even when you get down and out church, it's not the time to lay down and quit. It's not the time to fall asleep. But now, more than ever, is the time for the church to arise. It is time for the true believers to get up out of the deadness and the coldness that we've been bound up in so long. And it's time that we be consistent and diligent and follow God, no matter what it costs. We need some people that'll be consistent. You know what made a bigger difference in my life than anything else? As a little boy I would see my mama praying. As a little boy, I would see my daddy reading his Bible. And I didn't have to ask the question, Mom and Daddy, are we going to church today? No, I knew that if church was open, we were going to be there because that they were consistent in their walk with God. Tonight, are you consistent? Or is there an inconsistency? about your life. You say, it's hard. I can't just keep doing it anymore. Well, I'm going to leave you with this tonight, church. Verse 15, All that are with me Lucy. Be consistent for those ones that see your work. They'll commend you for it. They'll thank you for it. Maybe not everybody will, but somebody, God will send somebody by your way to thank you because it is profitable unto all men. Come on, that you say, I can't do it. Greet them that love us in the faith. Keep greeting people that love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. He doesn't just tell them to be consistent. He says, you know how you're going to be consistent? Grace be with you all. Tonight, shout of God, I know it's weary. I know it's hard. I know it's... It gets tiresome. How are we going to continue to do what God does? Church, I just want to take grace to be with you all. Amen. May the grace of God be with you. Because if if I would not continue to preach day in and day out, and and what God has called me to do, if it wasn't for the grace of God, because it does get hard, you want to quit at times, but you keep going because His grace is sufficient. Tonight, when you don't feel like getting up and going to the house of God, just remember. That grace is with you, and the grace of God is enough. And just do it, and work for the Lord, and maintain good works, and be diligent in doing it. Be consistent with the things of God. If you're going to be consistent with anything, do it with the things of God. Not are you going to compromise, or are you going to be consistent? Are you going to lay down the sword? Or are you going to stand up and fight? Are you going to stop believing? Or are you going to trust Almighty God? It's time for the church of the living God to arise with faith and in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying, church. Be consistent doing what God's told you to do. Follow and seek in love and trust and do His will for your loved ones, for your family, for your children, for your church, for the good of others, for the sake of Christ Jesus. Keep on walking. Be consistent. Tonight, I wanted to sing this song again. I want you to listen to the words of it. Night church, I just want to encourage you: keep going. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. We have come too far to turn back now. We have given too much to just let it go. Be consistent. Don't compromise. The song says, "I'd rather die than go back to the world." Night. You wouldn't even be willing to pray I don't know if we are. If we're willing to pray I wonder if we'd come down here and just pray and seek God. Are you really? Would you rather die and go back to the world? What a statement. If it means that we might compromise, would you rather see the gates of pearl? That you might quit on God, but you just want to take you down. Do you really want to be a faithful child of God? Be consistent. Faithful saved for the Christian life. And compromising times would you stand all over them, head and bad eyes closed, you could have in just a moment. Lord, thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for your love and your mercy. God, we pray tonight, oh Lord. Thank you for the week that you've given us all the things that you've allowed to happen. God, your far too good to us. You've blessed us beyond measure. And Lord God, we just pray tonight that you help us to be faithful. Help us to be more like your darling son, God. God, help us to be lovers of the Lord. God, help us to trust you. God, would you give us some consistency and some diligence? God, don't let us have any part of you that would be inconsistent in us Lord, But God, help us to give everything we have to you and devote our everything and our being and every fiber in us, God, to you. God, help us to be consistent. Don't let us compromise, Father. Help us to be found faithful in your eyes, oh God, please. Oh, no, let us walk away from you. God, help us to be content. Jesus, man, heads about, eyes are closed. Maybe you need to come tonight. Jesus, pray